Trail runners, welcome back to Chasing Gold, where we are chatting with some of the front runners coming to the Javelina 100 mile, hoping to get one of those two coveted golden tickets into the 2023 Western States Endurance Run. Today, we are welcoming Brittany Peterson, aka Run Happy B. She is sponsored with Nike, Lecky, Squirrel Nut Butter, Spring Energy, and Petzl. She's got a very distinguished racing resume, which includes first place at the Black Canyon 100K, a second place at the Javelina 100 Mile, fourth and second places at the Western States Endurance Run, and a first place at Bandera 100K. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Let's let the let's let the uh, the viewers know. Brittany literally just entered the race last week, about 7 days ago. She's she's hopped in. Um, talk us about that decision. How did you go from not in the race to in the race? Um, you know, it's been a strange fall for me where I didn't really have I didn't want to commit to anything, but running has been going well. I've been in just really enjoying running. Um, I jumped in a local 50 miler at the beginning of October. I had plans on coming down to Havelina to help a friend out. Um, and then literally like my coach reached out to me and was like, man, I just, you've had such great training. You know, people are asking me like, why are you not going to Havelina or why am I not running Havelina? Um, and then my friend, like literally that same day was like, you know, if you want to run it, you should. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can't ignore all of these signs. And so I thought about it a little bit more. I was like, oh, hell, why not? Just jump in. Oh, that's great. Yeah. AJW had mentioned you kind of did that for the 50 mile too, where he got a text <laughs> message about a week before saying, what do you think? I'm hopping in a 50. Right. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm training, I'm running. I just don't know what I want to do with racing. And so that's kind of. I think that's the a little bit of the beauty about jumping into Havelina so late is, you know, it's I haven't been hyper focused, which we'll see if that's for better or for worse. But um, I just I think it's a good headspace, and it's really about I've been having fun, I've been running hard, um, and I, I know Havelina, and you know, and obviously I still want to get. You know, I think I finally kind of settled on I do want to get back into Western states, um, and so. This is a great opportunity. Absolutely, it's it's a unique uh, proposition that that some athletes that put in a lot of training have, opposed to a newer athlete, an athlete like yourself, right? You have a big background, you have a huge history of training, you're training year round. So that being able to just jump in a race, you know, in a week's time, it's not as probably spontaneous or as risky as a, as a uh, newer runner. I mean, I, I feel that you, you have the toolbox needed to run well here as proven in the past. Um, 
And I think what you have going for you right now and what you mentioned is that excitement, right? I mean, it's easy for, I don't want to say easy, it's it's easier for, for an, an elite athlete like yourself to, to just kind of just put through big weeks of training, put through intensity. But having that excitement on race day is is what sets up those breakout performances. How do you, in your training, how do you try to balance that? How do you balance like, hey, I'm having fun out here, I'm having a great time with the demands of such uh, a big training schedule? Yeah, I think, you know, that's where I I feel like historically I've enjoyed training. And then, you know, this year has just been kind of a challenging year of not super great results. And so I think that's kind of bogged me down a little bit, like going into races. And that's why I didn't want to commit to anything this fall because it's like, okay, clearly I need to step back and just see. And and so that's where like this fall really has been, you know, like the leaves have been so beautiful and I've been enjoying just running in my hometown trails and being home. Um, and I, I think that just kind of fostered bringing back the excitement and then the, the local 50 mile race was kind of like a coming home and like really just go and still be present during the race and enjoy the moments in the race. And like, you know, there were, there were, really high moments in the race, but there are also still challenges that I was like, okay, this is perfect because this is realistic to ultras and and big races or even small races where what are you going to do about it and how are you going to keep your perspective in the right place? And I think that's that's obviously what you need in a hundred mile race. And that's what I'm hoping to channel for Havelina. That sounds great. And what do, what does a typical training week look for you? Like, and we're in now, obviously, probably in some sort of endurance phase of training where you've ran a fifty miler. What is like the last six weeks? What's, what does that look like on a day to day to you? How many days a week are you running? How many days have intensity? What sort of volume are you tracking? Duration, miles, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I generally run six days a week. Um, it kind of varies. Like it's been something where obviously just coming off of big mountain running, I feel like I've lost speed a little bit. So even, even without a goal, it was refreshing to like get back on the track and start working on speed in kind of a general sense. And then obviously making it a little bit more specific. Once I, (laughs) I was thinking about training for the Grand Canyon again. So that's a little different, but still just getting used to leg turnover. So I've been on the track. Um, I had been doing hill workouts, which will still, I mean, running Havelina last year, I just remember that first half of the loop. It's like those hills will add up, even though it's not a lot of vert, but it's just, it's runnable vert and it's, it's kind of a grind. Um, so I do think all of those things, like generally, you know, doing workouts like a couple times a week and just keeping it easy. And I run with my dogs and get out with friends. And, and that's kind of how this training block has been is just really being out time on feet and enjoying so non-traditional a little bit um, compared to how I trained for it last year. But overall, I'd say like my headspace is in a much better place and I've been having a lot of fun with training. Awesome. I feel we have a, a lot of dog lovers on the show. So myself is one of them. I got to ask what kind of dog or dogs do you have? Um, well, I have three dogs, but two of them still run with me. My 13-year-old pit bull retired several years ago, but I have two Huskies and they, they definitely keep me motivated. Awesome. And where, where are you, uh, where are you training out of? Um, I'm in Pocatello, Idaho. So I really, the race I did was in Boise, which I used to live there. So it was kind of going back to hometown trails. Sure. 
and obviously getting cold in Idaho. Are you doing any heat training for the for the event? Yes, um, I was in California for a little bit, um, so started the process there, and then I, I typically utilize the sauna to help out when it's not very warm here in Idaho. Makes sense. All right, I'm going to just kind of give a, a picture. I'm going to paint the race history for yourself and then come at you with a question. So obviously, looking at 2019, right, you have a first place at Bandera 100K, going to States, get a second place at States, a phenomenal year. 2020, we have COVID. 2021, you come back to the desert and once again just destroy the Black Canyon course, winning that event, getting fourth at States, second at Javelina. This year at States, I know you got 16th. It wasn't the place that you were hoping to get. And I think I recall, I don't know if it was a post you made or something I'd read that I thought you had said of just, you, you have to stop grinding your way through these finishes. Like maybe the finish wasn't how you anticipated. Um, how does that look? Like, how are you approaching this race? Obviously, you're there to have fun, but we know, right? We know those last two loops are going to be what make or break every athlete's race. If you run them well, you have a great chance of getting that ticket. If you don't, the faster field will probably swallow you up. So what kind of adjustments have you been thinking about or are you trying to implement at Javelina opposed to States this year? Yeah, I think... Uh, Western this year, I actually got sick like the week before. So my headspace was in a good spot, but it was kind of that, like, should I race, should I not race? And I ended up deciding. And then like, I was in a horrible headspace all of Western because I remember saying at Robinson flat, like I'm sick. What's the point? Um, but I was still able to, I mean, I was still, I guess people around me still believed that I could, um, try to get in that top 10 and, and really in hindsight, I did learn that if I would have gotten my head in a better place, that maybe I could have been able to chase a little bit better to get into top 10. Um, so that that probably started the journey because then it was UTMB that I DNF'd there. Um, I mean, other, other issues went on, but again, it came down to like, I just didn't want to push. And so that's where that post came in of like forcing things or like other, you know, I relied like Western States. I attribute to my crew. The only reason I finished because they kept me going and I guess I'm an obedient listener, but, <laughs> but I want to, I want to be able to do that myself. And so I think, I, I mean, even Havelina last year, it's just like, I didn't need a golden ticket. So when it got hard, it was, it was kind of like, why am I doing this? And so that's been kind of the reason that I have not, committed to anything this fall so far because I really wanted to figure that out of like why am I doing this I get to do this it should be fun even if even when it's getting hard um so I think that's kind of that's the big thing I'm focusing on here of you know certainly racing but knowing that like my training was more non-traditional this year because I signed up so late but I I think it's it's really challenging my headspace and if I can keep my headspace dialed in and like being grateful and like being present in the moment and then when the going gets tough like be excited about that and like figure out how to dig through it and have a great crew coming and I, I just feel like that's kind of my goal and um, if I can stay true to that and like succeed in that capacity then I should be able to like hopefully be competitive and like race and actually find that fire to chase down and hopefully be competitive for a golden ticket. So 
I'm, I'm excited to, I guess, explore this maybe revised approach or, or refreshed approach of where I used to race from versus like where I, I guess I've kind of found myself lately. Cool. Yeah, I think there is that adage in our sport or everywhere, right? Fake it till you make it. And I feel I use that in my own racing where it's so easy to get in those negative head spaces when things happen. And, you know, you could always try to, you know, replace one negative thought with two positive thoughts or, or however you work through that. But I agree. I think if you can find yourself happy and excited to run those last two laps, it's going to go well, period. We never know. You never know who's going to show up, how fast the times are going to be. But as an athlete, I think if you close strong, you're always going to be happy with your performance. So personally, that's how I, that's how I view racing. I need to close strong. How do I close strong? Um, and what about your crew coming out? Obviously, you probably have a crew that's been here before. You've been here before. How can you use that crew to best set yourself up for success? I mean, so I have a, a small crew. I mean, I'm super grateful for the three people that are coming out for me because they literally, you know, dropped their obligations and figured out flights and things like that and, and made arrangements in a very short duration. And so it's it's three people that all of them have been here before. Um, it's people that I feel like have been a part of kind of my especially my recent journey of like rediscovery or like finding joy and like it's people that I trust. So as far as, you know, my crew chief, she's someone that I can totally lean on for anything. And then my two pacers, I, I just feel like they, they combine joy and like laughter as well as, you know, wisdom and like being able to dig up grit and motivate me. So I'm, I'm super excited about having them. Cause I, I know that they'll be able to, tap into places with me um, to make those last two laps fun. <laughs> nice. All right, I have a tough question for you here. Last year, 1542nd was good enough for second place. Mm -hmm. Do you think 1547 is good enough for golden ticket this year at the event? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I felt like last year was just like a slog. Like, it wasn't the greatest year. I didn't think for, I mean, it was a good day for sure, but um, could I have run faster? I would hope so. Uh, this year, I mean, I'm excited about the competition because there's just several women that I haven't raced recently or haven't raced a lot. Some of them I haven't raced at all. Um, where I don't know, I feel like it could, and then, and, you know, projections of cooler temperatures. I think I need to up my ante this year because I think <laughs> it could be a pretty fast year. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a fast year. I think on both sides of the race we might see you might see course records go the female course record is very strong so is the males <laughs> yeah. but the field coming in this year is stout it's going to be a fun day out there with that Brittany, we are going to dive into the 10 question fast-paced fartlek round are you ready i'm ready <laughs> okay question one what sneakers will you be wearing at the javelina 100 the Nike Ultra Flies, and they are fast. They fly. Nice. <laughs> All right. Javelina is known for Halloween weekend. It's costumes. It's theme. It's fun. <laughs> what is your most memorable Halloween costume growing up? Man, okay. Well, I guess I remember when I was younger, I think my mom made all of my costumes in there's this pretty cool parrot outfit that I had. <laughs> so... 
I liked the parrot outfit. <laughs> cool. I think that is our second mom-made parrot outfit on the show. That's impressive. Nice. <laughs> Moms, take note out there. Yeah, I guess. All right. What about one product you wish was at every single aid station at every single race that you ever did? What one product would that be? Um. Okay. I have two answers. So one I think would be tater tots because that's nice. like tried and true potatoes and then some grease thrown in there. But this year at Western, I don't know if it's because I was running slower or what, <laughs> but like I had the powdered sugar donut holes right at the end of the race. And that I had like five of them where I'm thinking like those might be clutch and I need to work on that more. <laughs> all right, runners, donuts for the win. That's all you need to take from this interview. Okay, you're on a training run out in Ohio, Idaho. Someone is approaching you on the trail. Are you most likely to say, hey, hi, or howdy? <laughs> Um, hey. Okay. <laughs> Where do you stand on candy corn? Yay or nay? I mean, I'll say yay, but I think pumpkins are better. All right. You are the first yay on the candy corn. I'm happy to have oh. someone's repping candy corn out on the course. <laughs> All right. How about race day breakfast? What are you going with? Um, my tried and true bagel and peanut butter and a banana. Perfect. Same. All right. You get to select the song you walk out onto the Javelina course with. What song is coming through the speakers? My goodness. You know, my, my go-to speed workout, uh, song that I just, it pumps me up every time would be It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So take that. <laughs> no. All right. Our season one viewers really like this question, and we're going to keep it simple. It, it uh, relates to the golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. Whose team are you on? Team Gene Wilder or Team Johnny Depp? Uh... <laughs> I don't really know if I understand the question. <laughs> all right, all right. A few, a few, let me let me paint you that picture. So there was the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Oh. Gene Wilder was the head of the Chocolate Factory. In the remake, it was Johnny Depp. So maybe you haven't <laughs> seen the movies, but you gotta you gotta give us one. Team Gene, have, Team Johnny. You know that's a movie I never really got into, but okay, I I think I have seen the newer one, so sure, Johnny Depp. But I'm I probably offended a bunch of people. I don't know. <laughs> no, only me. You've only offended me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Over sorry, two over two seasons, we haven't had too many team jeans. I feel I need to make mm. a T-shirt team jean and, and pass that <laughs> right. to our audience. All right, last question, and it is a tough one, putting you on the spot, Brittany. What place? Are you finishing the Javelina 100 mile in? What place? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say, oh God. Um, say it. A happy place. <laughs> a happy <laughs> place that hope, hopefully is golden. <laughs> All right. We will take that. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Brittany, we will see you at the Javelina 100. All right. Thanks. <laughs>